I didn't know we were going to have a celebrity. Sh- uh, the the Swedish chef is here on Perverted Podcast. Hi, Swedish chef. Really? You really enjoy the show? Chicken in the pert. Oh, you like to put chickens in pussies. Wow, that's an interesting case. Oh, and you really like slapping their ass with the chicken in their pussy. Gotcha. I know we've just totally insulted all of our Swedish <laughs> listeners. But we're like, what the fuck? Swedish chef, really? That wasn't 40 years ago? You got to keep bringing this shit back in Oh, come on. People still watch The Muppet Show. They rebooted it a couple of years ago. Yeah, You know what it was, though? It's, uh, I don't know if I shared this on the show, but maybe last, I don't remember time. But all I know is when you're in a grocery outlet with 100 people Mm -hmm. and fucking SOS by ABBA, is blasting over the radio and nobody moves an eyeball. <laughs> There's something wrong with this fucking world. Like, I don't even know. Like, I'm literally like SOS by ABBA, which we're back. This is a Swedish connection. SOS by ABBA is probably one of the greatest, happiest heart torn out songs <laughs> <laughs> that you will ever hear because the song is dreadfully sad. And, I mean, mm-hmm. she is literally just longing for this love and it is a horrible feeling, but it's the happiest fucking badass. God damn <laughs> fucking nobody, not an eyeball. Nobody uh. blinks. Nobody danced. And I'm just like, here comes the part. Everybody. Sing it with me. I literally stood in line when I got to the cashier and I literally called because I bitched to the cashier and I literally called out. You're all dead. (laughs) You're just fucking dead. My God. But that would make you happy because you want to kill all humans. Yeah, but it's not that way. Who is it? What was it? the fucking the blonde? I was in love with both of them. When Fernando came, it was the the brunette redhead. I forget her name. And then I think it's Anyata or Anyetta or it's, I don't know. I... But oh my god! So like just right, now, I'm so lonely, Pathgar. I think that's really Aww. what what we're heading at. So when you hear me, perverted podcast, can't you hear me? SOS. The love, the love you, you gave g- me. <laughs> Nothing else can save me. SOS. SOS. Maybe perverted podcast can save us. <laughs> Probably not. The following show is for mature audiences only. Listener discretion is advised. And because you are responsible for yourself, there won't be another fucking warning. One, two, three, four. Do you feel your sex life is quite lame? Perverted podcast. Scared that your desires might be strange? Perverted podcast. Come in Welcome to Perverted Podcast, a show where we explore the adventures of the kinky lifestyle, sex, and the human mind. A recording on Zencaster from up one coast and down the other. I'm Path Girl. And I am Count Boogie. Damn it, Path Girl. I am yes. excited. I wow. am excited. I'm excited. Well, let's hear. I, I went to a party. I went to another oh, party yay! this weekend. I did not play. I uh, There was, there oh, was okay. no... Uh, there was no action there 
for the book, but I did go play. And then I did go to a munch that was like kind of sadomasochism because it was at a pool hall. And I have never in my life seen our group play the worst pool. (laughs) It was painful. Like literally one game, an hour, nine shots, the table still open Four of us. Not just like an accident, like literally the worst. It was like literally so bad. It hurt. And I felt my ass. And I'm like, this is this what it's like to bottom? Because this I'm literally just feeling pain in my ass from how horrible everyone is at pool. But well, sometimes there's balls involved, you know. I do like literally, it probably would have felt better to shove the eight ball up my ass than oh. to watch that fucking game it was bad it was bad path girl what did you do this week um well i could probably top your news um i, I hope my, <laughs> yeah it's a low bar um i had my first public play scene with donis <gasps> did I know, you i know yeah 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 wait yeah, wait, wait yeah, whoa didn't yeah, we yeah, no I, am i in a time warp did this did this didn't happen this is public not private. This, public. This, well, we had uh, like a few weeks slash probably a month ago. I had my first p- uh, private play scene with him. But yeah, th- that was like a, eh, around Christmas time ish, whatever. Um, but no, this we've never played in public together. Oh wow! Oh Upped yeah, this game again. Uh yeah, he keeps up in it. He's he's been a very good player. Yeah. But uh, so all the kinky tribe went to um a party uh last week or so. And I had already messaged ahead to Doc, hey, put me on your dance card, sure, no problem, and started talking with him. And we get to the party, we're kind of sitting there, and he's watching as everybody's kind of getting into the, the, the groove of things, some scene starts going on. He goes, um, hey, you think you might want to do a scene tonight? And i just like, yeah, sure. And I'm like, again, just squealing breaks in my head going, <laughs> what? Did, did, did he just ask me to play? What? And I'm like, of course, you know, the little girl in my head is just running around going, <laughs> And I'm like, wow. oh, sure, we, 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 we can do a public You're acting scene. all cool about it. You're like, <laughs> exactly, yeah, I think so. Exactly. Let, let's see how in I my feel head, in a little bit. Let me yeah, see how in, I feel. In my head, know. I'm running around in circles like, oh, my God, 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 oh, my God. That's awesome. So what did you guys so, do? So he put me on a cross, and um, he picked out the toys. I mean, I'm pretty much cool with anything that's in my bag. Um, so he took out, uh, my little purple heart pounder, uh, paddle and the matching slapstick. Uh, he used a riding crop and my new thick stick, which is kind of like uh, a long, it kind of looks like a cane, but it's like rectangular and it's thick on one side and thin on the other. So you can both yeah, get you, the thudding you, I think and the you seat. talked about, you've talked yeah. about that. So, um, he started off with the paint stick and just kind of riding up and down my back as a knife and then slapping on my butt a bit. And then uh, I was instantly spacey because it's just like, oh, my God, I can't believe this is happening. What the fuck? And it's just like, (laughs) then he switched over to the paddle and was just, you know, getting a little gurry. And then, like, he starts smacking my ass with that paddle and he pulled my hair and he's like, tell me you like it. Like, oh, (laughs) I I like it. You know, because we come like, check your shoe. (laughs) You should see. A big sploosh of vaginal I like itness all over the shoe. And then he smacks me even harder a couple of more times and then he pulls my hair again. He goes, Tell me again. And I'm like, I really like it. 
I'm just a puddled fucking mess. That's awesome. <laughs> yeah. And then, uh, so that scene went fucking incredible. And then I still had my date with Doc. So I was, he looks at me, he's like, you still up for a scene? I'm like, you might have to dial it out a bit because I'm already warmed up. He's like, okay, cool. So where Donis went with more of the thuddy stuff, I went with Doc to the stingy stuff with the whips and the dragon tails and Oh, yeah. Extra stingy, extra stingy because my skin was already nice and warmed up. But between the two of them, I on my butt, I literally had this gorgeous comet from the whip of the string hitting it to the point, pointing right to the big ass bruise that Donis left on my butt with the bell. <laughs> it was so pretty. I took so many pictures. You oh, had so anal pretty. astrology map. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't think of it that way. You had, I had your the, own the, nebula. The comet over the big paddle. <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> yeah, all, you so. can sell that as a calendar. Ass nebulas, or, you know, we could uh, start an entire Somebody calendar. To, yeah, exactly. Perverted podcast calendar. <laughs> Next to the black hole. Oh. <laughs> I'm sad. <laughs> sad oh, no. You, hey, hey, I'm very happy that you are finally out in kinky civilization and you've done it multiple times. I mean, even though you didn't play at the party, you still were out amongst kinky people and making connections and talking with people. And that's awesome. I'm, I'm really happy about that. Yeah, no, it was it's it's a lot of fun. And people are starting to like the new people that are meeting me are getting to know me a little bit. And so definitely feeling more welcome and and people that I knew from the past that I had lost connection with, you know, having nice conversations with them and stuff like that. And then of course, you know, as new people come in, you know, I'm obviously a predator, so I'm, I'm going to be very keen on uh, looking for that. Yeah. The, the, the shark fin uh, is, uh, is on my back and will never not be on my back, but I, you know, still, I don't want to come in and be like a, a, you know, like a douchebag. So I, I am definitely, still you know holding my ground uh where i am to to see where to jump in but uh but it's been a lot of fun if you like this type of content right now go ahead and hit the like and subscribe button wherever your like and subscribe button is it's nice to see you participate speaking of perverted podcast participation enigma and i are coming up and doing a, a segment later talking about the processing of pain uh which is a very important topic and uh I, it came from a Reddit post, and uh, what was amazing is I posted a question in the Perverted Podcast Fat Life group, uh-huh. and a bunch of people, which usually they never say shit, this yeah. one, tons of Perverted Podcast listeners came in, so we got a lot Yay. of input on the topic. We'll be talking about that a little bit later, and uh, it's an exciting show for you, so let's get to more of it. All right. Fat Life helps you deal with mental herpes. Let's put a logic condom on our brain. Now we're better protected from a king-shaming world. For your peace of mind, please note that the author of every post to discuss on the show... Nah, let me try that again. <clears throat> Come on now. You can For do it. It's of- all that cock in your mouth. <sighs> yeah, I wish. Okay. For your peace of mind, please note that the author of every post we discuss in the show has ah, I can't say my mouth too much cock in your mouth. That's this is from too much dick sucking path, girl. Try it again. Less cock in the mouth. For your peace of mind, please note that the author of every post we discuss on the show has specifically granted us permission. Ah! He's given us fucking permission. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so. 
Violet Vixen on FetLife gave us permission for her wonderful post. Thank you so much. And her post is entitled, You Aren't Hard to Love. Some people just have a hard time loving you. You aren't hard to love. Some people just have a hard time loving you or simply don't know how to love you yet. It's not about you and it's not about, it's not a judgment of them. It's just how it is for us humans sometimes. We're complicated and difficult and mostly self-centered. The pain of feeling unlovable is so real and valid, but it doesn't mean it's the truth. This reframe was a huge comfort to me recently, and maybe it could be helpful to someone else too. That's short and sweet, but it's very powerful. Short and sweet, very powerful. I gotta say, I think I agreed with this more. Now that I, I surely understood the point, and the point is, is if we just keep beating ourselves up, we're never going to reach that potential. We're never going to right. get to the things that I'm going to talk about on the other end. So I absolutely mm-hmm. agree that we're too hard on ourselves and that ends up holding us back. Yes. But I see the, <laughs> did I mention I see the posters point? Cause I hate when I oh, dissent, definitely. when I dissent harshly, but I have to, I have to make my point be kind of the villain in this uh in this segment because if your current state of being is a like a miserable angry bitter self-righteous you know selfish or like you're a non-progressing victim and uh maybe i i'm kind of talking about myself here uh who's (laughs) also fat and ugly like can you really expected to be loved by like a self-aware positive happy person You're just going to, you know, so that's going to be my angle. Now, then, of course, that knowing if you just beat yourself up and call yourself a piece of shit, you're never going to strive to reach your potential to get better and to find more people who will find you lovable. Yeah. That's going to be my angle. You go ahead and go for it. I mean, this really hit home to me because especially when I was single, this was something I really deeply struggled with where I'd be dating, going on dates with guys and whether they're kinky or not. And it's just, things wouldn't work out. And I would just sit there, like you said, and just like, nobody's going to love me. I even cried to my counselor about this going, nobody's going to love me. I'm never going to find love. I'm going to die an old cat lady. And I just had to keep doing the work on myself and realizing that if you think you're unlovable, the first thing you need to remember is that feelings aren't facts. Simply because you feel unloved doesn't mean that you're unlovable. You're probably surrounded by people who love you. And in that moment, you're not realizing it, especially people who are dealing with depression, personality disorders, even trauma. I mean, getting that history of trauma and can make you feel like I'm not worthy of love. Nobody, I don't deserve to be happy. I don't deserve to be loved. There's so many things that can be toxic in our head. And it's hard work to do, but you need to remind yourself that feelings aren't facts and surround yourself with the facts of, I have friends, I have people who say they love me, you know, and you just try to hold on to that while you're going through all that bad stuff. If you do, remember, I'm the villain. If you do, if you have friends and support and people around you that actually love you, if you have supportive family members and friends, if you have put work into yourself that has you be a basically good person. I'm surely not saying that everyone has baggage, uh, especially when you get to our age, everyone has some level of baggage and some level of faults, uh, but it is a reality 
that there are a lot of people, and this is why I'm playing the villain. There's a lot of people who haven't really done the work on themselves. Right. And it doesn't mean, and I, once again, I go back, I love the post. I love the fact that the poster is trying to build people up and not have that self guilt derail you from the work that we all do to make ourselves more lovable because I put in work path girl to be unlovable. I put in legitimate, like I'm going to die early for how much work I put in to keep myself emotionally at an arm's length from people. But that's a conscious choice you've made. But once again, the opposite end of that is I can still give love the action because I think there's a, a tremendous difference between love the action, which is about you know kindness and unselfishness mm-hmm. and compassion and empathy and giving to someone and making somebody important in your life and validating their feelings, all of those actions of love. And then there's the in love, which I right, know a right. lot of people romanticize and work. And in love to me is literally a lying sack of chemical fucking hell shit that it's literally just tell us how you really feel i'm letting you know it's a newer transmitter it attaches to a partner long enough for you to breed and get the kids out that's what nature created it as but it always makes you stupid and make bad decisions and jealousy and obsession it just always goes bad for me no but i can i can understand where you're coming from where you're saying like I, you, you will physically do loving actions to people, but to actually be in a loving relationship with them, there's, it's two different things. So I can understand how you could love somebody through your words and through your actions, but not be physical biochemical love. And I can understand that. And even on the flip side of that, if you're constantly picking partners that are anxious, have a lot of self-hatred, a lot of trauma, and they're, you know, gaslighting you into basically like making you feel worthy and unloved, you know, you could be picking the wrong partners that are making you feel this way. You kind of have to look at what are the partners, are my partners giving stuff to me? And you give stuff to people, but you have a clear boundary of, I will love show you love, but I will not be in love with you. And that's fine to set that boundary. It's actually healthy. I Okay. I don't believe anybody deserves anything. I don't believe in a universe that nobody's owes us something to, or, or whatever. Yeah, no, no. People we say, love. Yeah. But as far as getting like the action of love, I think that is available everywhere. I think there are people working. Yeah, I think there are people everywhere that you can go volunteer places and be a part of communities and invest yourself in where you can receive the action of love. If you are once again, it I, I people hate the word transactional, but get the fuck over it. If you go somewhere and give your love to people, you can have a certain amount of expectation that you're going to receive that love back and that support. You can technically go to, and if you don't get it there, you can literally pick up and go somewhere and find a group of people that act loving towards you and, and and accept you as who you are, which that's why we have this giant kink community where all of us think we're freaks for a long time. And then we find out that there's actually a lot of people that are exactly like us and we can support and love and give that action without that judgment. So I absolutely, I mean, I'm word playing on lovable, in lovable, romantic love, friendship, love, supportive love. You know, I think there's a lot of different types of lovable. Definitely. Definitely. 
she even said we're complicated and difficult and mostly self-centered. And, you know, sometimes we always focus on, I don't have love, whether it be relationship love or transactional love or whatever, because humans have this inherent need to be loved and accepted. But you got to kind of put the work in to get that love, whether it be friendship love or transactional love or romantic love. There's work that needs to be done. And whether it be internal work of, am I feeling unloved because I'm just feel like a piece of shit? Or am I feeling unloved because I truly have no one around me? Right. If you do that work, you put it out there, you're going to get it back. I think so. I think you can. I mean, it really depends on if you're willing to be flexible and like the poster I believe their intent was, was to maybe the universe doesn't owe you anything, but you're absolutely able to say, I deserve to be loved. Yes. Because by saying that to myself, just kind of like with me now going to parties and, and, you know, I was very down on myself and I said, well, I've lived this life, so it's not that big of a deal now if I don't have it now, but then you're lonely, whatever. I mean, I have to, once again, as the villain being out there, not only as myself, as somebody who maybe with my negativity and anger and self-righteousness, knowing full well, I don't deserve people to invest in me if I have this view of myself, if I have this view of humanity and reality. Because for a while, obviously, I've, I've been very bitter and angry about life and the universe and humanity. So I don't feel that I was putting out something that was worthy. I mean, surely I can attract other train wrecks like myself right. or maybe some fetishized fixer who their fetish is fixing fucked up broken people. But as far as like attracting people that are also happy and positive as I want to be and, and can be, have the potential to be, um, I did push myself away from those opportunities. Because I have, haven't done the work. But that's actually the right thing to do because, you know, they always say on an airplane, put the air mask on yourself before you put it on others. You can't give love to people until a part of you, maybe not completely, but accepts and loves yourself. I do agree with that. I do agree. I know it sounds cheesy and corny and maybe not even love yourself, but just acts loving towards yourself. You know, I don't have to be in love with myself and oh, I'm such a great person. I suck my own dick. I'll remove some ribs. Exactly. But no, but as far as like going, I, I like the effort that I put into the world to show my, my potential as a better person to the world. I can love that without having to suck my own dick. That's, that's a great point. And that's a great, probably a good place to put a pin in this and say thank you to Violet Vixen for a great post. Uh, you know, we can go on for hours about this topic, but it's just basically like Boogie said, just do the work and maybe you'll uh, have some results. I love you. I love you too, Boogie. But I'm kind of a train wreck, so it's not really I'm, I'm not much high better, quality though. loving right now. <laughs> I'll give you anal though. Uh, I don't know. We'll have to, we'll have to discuss that. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> you can take rejection. Fuck you. <laughs> when beefy listeners don't send questions, Boogie's butthole feels the tension. We must go to Reddit. Pink posts and fucked up problems. Boogie gets our shit on Reddit. Unaware, we try to solve them. The sun hath come out enigma to shine on our manholes. Oh. 
our son bringeth forth life through the rain and the torment of our lives. Isn't it nice when the... I hate the sun usually, but it's been raining so much that... Yeah. It, it came out to, like, like my body's like, just go, please stand. I almost got naked in the uh, alley of storage, and I thought better uh, of it mm-hmm. because they have many cameras. M- many, yeah. Yeah, and just seeing the fat guy dance around naked. So I just opted for, like, rolling up my sleeves and and <laughs> got my vitamin D that way. Yeah, no, I I had to. I went back and forth with a friend who, uh, within the rain, that they've been enjoying the cold rain and been going out hiking and such. And I'm just like, I I have a problem. Like, I like the rain, and I grew up in the south, and so walking through a nice summer uh, rainstorm is fantastic. But like, it's it's too cold for that. Yeah, it's a little little uh, little. On the, I mean, not chilly compared to to other places, surely. Right. But just uh, like not and- not comfortable cold. Yeah, well, it gets cold when, you know, I'm in the car, so it's just like, it's just, right. con- it's not like I'm inside and I take a hot bath or something, you know, it's just like, it just gets monotonous, and like, uh, you know, I can only imagine in the UK, you know, <laughs> where it's just, I've heard like so many artists from the past, UK British artists just complain about the uh, the rain and the mug, and uh, so maybe we're just bitching with our couple months of rain that happens once every 20 fucking years right yeah no it, it's the, the the main downside especially for me because i drive a lot is that it it just brings out all the potholes um, oh yeah yeah the just the ever half-assed yeah, yeah they got and- half-assed filled and so now they're they're being washed <laughs> out and um especially with my because i i got a relatively or i got a new car uh at the end of last year and it's 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 not low, but it's you know it's a sedan, so like I don't have a lot of road clearance. It's just um, traumatizing when you hit yeah. that pothole, like oh, you yeah. see it too late, and you can't swerve because you don't want to hit something, and yep. you just gotta hit it, and you just feel like your front end just go. That's a two hundred dollar alignment right there. Oh yeah. Oh. Yeah. It, it wasn't it wasn't a pothole, but I did get scarred uh, within like my first year living here. Um, I was I was driving back from from a gig, and me and a dozen other uh, motorists on the on the highway uh, ran over some chunk of metal that was just sitting oh. in the middle of the road. <laughs> and you just saw like a line of people with ruined tires. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's how, so, like, yeah. driving. You know, it's the I I I've had I think definitely once, but I think twice. Where like a brick or something fell off a truck in front of me, oh, and yeah. I couldn't get away from it. And I'm like, "Oh, there's a new radiator." Right. Like the rock just bounces up, and you get out, and your whole radiator is just draining in front of you. Driving a car sucks, man. But I'll tell you what, <laughs> horse and buggy probably sucks worse, and rain in a horse and buggy probably sucks worse. So, in other words. You're not going to be Amish anytime no. soon. We're definitely. I'm not, know. but I I did watch a, a TikTok today where uh, a mom picked up her daughter with with their horse, um, their right. horses, and no, apparently nobody at this girl's school knew that she rode a horse, and I, she looked like elementary school age, and it was just you just heard all the kids like, "You ride a horse? Oh my god, that's so <laughs> cool!" 
So now um, I would very much like to be um, picked up or just have a horse outside of whatever event I'm at. And people just are like, who, who, who rides that? And I just walk out and get on my horse and ride. Like, it's not practical. I wouldn't want to do that that to a horse in Hollywood or something. But like, it would it would just be fun to do like once or twice. I think I'm down. I am down. And then, you know, if a hot chick came out and blew the horse... Um, no, you know, just... no, 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 Boogie. No, 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 bad you're Boogie. For re- you're going for a reaction. I just no. figured, you know, you Stop come, it. You come in in your no. cowboy gear and then you're like, wait a minute, my horse can't ride just yet. No, 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 no. I am a kid of the '90s. I clicked on some torrents I shouldn't have, but no, no. Okay, okay. bad. I'm sorry. We just, you know, we were talking normal for a while. And, and I have, I, just... I have, but if you wanted a sexy, I have potato mayhem boogie. You didn't have to bring up horses like okay. that. Enigma, did you have any? Did you oh have any God. any sexy time this week? Yes, Bookie, I did. Well, let's hear about it. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> uh, yes. So the the person that I have been playing with, um, we have talked, and um, she is cool with me calling her D on okay, on good. the uh, on the interweb. So D and I have been exploring relationships. Um, it, we're just over two months of seeing each other at this point, so still pretty new, but. Um, this this past week, uh, we, it, it, this is the mushy part. Um, we did officially start calling each other boyfriend and girlfriend uh, <gasps> because the emotions felt right for that. What? I know. Enigma and D sitting in the tree. <laughs> K-I-S-S blowing a horse. What? No. Although <laughs> D is really good at blowing my horse. Um, oh, so... saddle up, little missy. And and then once she's done, she rides my face. So like it it works really well for both of us. Have you guys made whoopee muffins yet? (laughs) Uh, Not whoopee whoopee muffins, but I have peered from her vagina many times at this point. Oh, so you guys are still work. Are you guys going towards that, or is that one of the limits of her other relationship? Or because that's something that's good to talk about is sometimes you can play with people. You can even have certain levels of sexuality in your polyamory, but -hmm. there's like no fucking, and that's the only kind of thing. Um, so we haven't done fucking as much because. Um, as we've talked about, my ED is a, an annoying pain in the ass. Okay. Um, so that hasn't happened as much, but they're also perfectly fine worshiping my cock. So um, that hasn't been an issue. Okay. So yeah. when it pops up, have you explored medications yet? Like Viagra, oh, no, I have. Cialis, Levitra? I, I, I take Cialis and that does help, but it doesn't help as much as I, I would like it to. Right. Um, and... So yeah, like I I actually started taking testosterone um, a few months ago, and that has that has also helped a little bit, but it's still not consistent enough. Okay, so are you pumping? Uh no, I, I I don't have any pumps. Yeah, get a pump and start doing that on a fairly like just a couple minutes, a few times a week. That mm-hmm. that is definitely helped. There's one doctor and shit. I wish I remembered her fucking name because she's. All about erectile dysfunction. She she goes into all the 
well, doctorly stuff as I sit here and fumble. But yeah, she's real big on pumping, mm-hmm. and uh, and that helps. And I I do that. I have a pump, and I do when I do videos. Mm-hmm. I leave it like in the background, just kind of poking out somewhere as an Easter egg, <laughs> you know, in case mm-hmm. anybody notices it. Is that a penis pump way back there? Because <laughs> um, I'm a pig, but mm-hmm. uh, but yeah, well, that's uh, amazing that you're working working that out, and that you have a partner that you uh, can still find all sorts of fun and mayhem. Oh yes, we're and and it's been really fun because they, they're also a switch. Um, and so, uh, as I've mentioned before, so Dee and I have definitely been ex- exploring like that sort of switchy dynamics, but also just switchiness in general. It's just it's been an absolute delight. We've had fun every time we've hung out, um, and there's there's promises of more. So like it's it's I'm great. The enigma, my little boys growing up. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so happy for you. Oh. Oh, and also, Boogie, this is for you specifically because you gave it to me. Um, they came in one night because I, you know, I I talked about the Fuckbox One Thousand, and <laughs> um, they came in one night and were like, "I would like to try the Fuckbox," <gasps> and I went, "Oh, really? really?" And so they they tried out the Fuckbox, and um, they they really they you know it's it's an acquired taste, but they they did enjoy themselves. Well, it isn't the best fucking machine in the world, you know. Usually no, when you no. have to throw full body weight on something and strap it to a fucking <laughs> table and mm-hmm. basically pour olive oil in the mechanisms to make it work and alert your neighbors that there's going to be some <laughs> rattling sounds and possibly call the police ahead of time to let them know not to show up. It's right. not the best fucking machine, but it does fuck. And, mm-hmm. uh, it and that is fun. That is so much fun. Yeah, it was I, it, it was it was a lot of fun. They're 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 a really fun like sexual explorer. That is oh man, having a curious partner is is everything. That's yeah. A, 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 as far I mean, it's not every in the sexual aspect in your play, mm-hmm. uh, and just having someone that's curious because it's like then you you guys work off each other. And right. It's like oh, I'm curious, and then when somebody's maybe not as curious or you know even if you're having kind of a downtime the other person's curiousness because you care about them kind of motivates you to be like okay well at least i focus on this because it's something they're curious about and it really is just it really builds a great connection in a relationship Mm -hmm. when both people uh, have a level of curiosity and then of just all the stuff you get to try and all the stuff you explore and discover and uh or even just like even with the fuck box what a great example of a curiosity that then brings the thing the fuck box sits there and mm-hmm. people learn about it and then you've done it and now they're cure and it can be something you do with multiple partners for the rest of your life and uh, some people will be into that. Some some partners won't. And, and it's just, I fucking love this lifestyle. I love oh, it. Yeah. Oh, God. And I was going to quit the show, too. God damn it. <laughs> I was getting sick of this shit. Now I'm like, oh, we got to like, keep people curious, man. I do like seeing people curious. And, uh, and, it and is... speaking of curious, did you see that Lindsay Doe is back making videos? Yes, I did. Dr. Doe yeah. is back on YouTube. She took a year off. She shaved her head. She went and, uh, you know, did her journey, you know, yep. 
like she did her shaman's journey up the mountain and discovered things about herself. And now she's back and doing videos. The videos never uh, went down. She just stopped uh, making new ones. And now, right. you know, and it's kind of, you know, I got to say, like the, the thing about quitting the show, we've done three. This is episode 375. And, mm-hmm. you know, we've said a lot of things in 375 mm-hmm. episodes over almost eight years now. And so there does get to be a time where you're like, I, you know, am I just completely regurgitating the same message, which is fine because new people come in all the time. But am I going myself and discovering things about myself uh, that give me something to actually say? And and so there is something to going away for a while and it doesn't mean like you're not going to not be horny right you know if you she you know she didn't stop being horny when she went away she just needed to go and and relook at other parts of herself and then now she's back and hopefully she gets into some new styles of videos and things that engage her and and keep people curious right but going back to the switchy stuff Mm-hmm. And going back to parts of play, I found uh, just an amazing question on on the Reddits mm-hmm. uh, in one of the BDSM advice groups. And I responded to that person. I was like, hey, we haven't done in a while. I don't think we've done a segment on pain processing. And uh, and that is how you deal with because everyone has their own way of dealing it, it, whether you bottom or even as the top, how you process, you know, what's going on with you mentally, emotionally, uh, and then how you interpret your bottoms processing is very important and how you encourage and or don't restrict your bottoms processing is very important. So uh, so I'm going to read this vague. I'm going to paraphrase the question that this person on Reddit had and then let's get into what you and I think about it. And then I also put it out to our listeners on our perverted podcast, FetLife group, which you can all go to right now and join. It's on mm-hmm. FetLife and uh, got a lot of response. Usually nobody says shit. Nobody says anything in that group, which is why I <laughs> you know, get all butthurt and I don't get involved. But this time a lot of people jumped on board. So this poster in Reddit was like, I have a dom- dominatrix who I really love. But something keeps bugging me about their reactions during their play. And they play a lot with other people and switches uh, and they enjoy it. But they say, I tend to laugh a lot. (laughs) And they're like, and they're trying to be apologetic. They're like, you know, not like a psycho. I just, you know, (laughs) I just laugh like a retarded donkey. And those, you know, that people love it Mm -hmm. that she's playing with. But um, even though it hurts a lot and she laughs a lot while playing, I think it's a she. Um, And then is this normal? Please. Like they're (laughs) reaching out. And and I I read that and I was like, oh, my God, if this person only knew. Yeah. (laughs) Only knew how common laughing was. And that is. Mm -hmm. That is how you process pain. That is everyone has their processing, whether it's stomping or twitching hands or cussing out or being a brat or um, laughing. You know, everything when you're going through something, 
your brain has to deal with what it is, especially in play, because it's voluntary. Right. It's not like you, when you react, when you stub your toe, that's a whole other reaction because there's fear. Is this a real injury? Am I going to have to go to the ER? You know, like there's all these other things. Am I in danger? Your brain has to process that. It's not fun. It's not intimate. And it's a whole thing. But when you're in a voluntary situation and you're like, I'm going to let this person hit me and then I'm going to feel the pain and then I'm going to have a reaction to it for whatever reason, whether it's getting that subspace high or, or a challenge or just being of service to the dominant master top, whatever it is. That is a whole different section of how your brain goes, well, I think maybe you should just deal with it this way. Mm -hmm. And it's unique for everyone. So tell me, because you're a switch, which is great that we're talking, because I, I only top. I mean, I, I, I process pain every day with my back and arthritis and all of the different things I have, but it's not voluntary or fun. <laughs> but you are a switch. So what is your experience on both the top and bottom? in pain process. Right. So um, from the top perspective, I would say because I tend to play with primarily brats or littles um, from that perspective, a lot of the people that I play with do tend to giggle when, when being hit or being, or having different sensations. Um, it's how, it's how they react to, to that sort of stimuli, um, especially if they're a brat and they giggle and then are like, hey, that's not too hard. Like, it's usually part of their play is the giggle is part of the antagonism that makes me hit harder. Right, um, right. Uh, the the poster doesn't get into it, but I, I, I wonder if they're, do they play the whole time? Because I do have certain people that I have played with where they will giggle at first, but then once they hit that certain sub high, um, the, the laughter turns off and uh, different sounds start to occur. Right, right. So I I assume that that is the case, but maybe it's not. But even if it's not, w basically what I'm saying is giggling as a bottom is not abnormal. It is quite common, um, even if they're not a brat. Like our our when when just from a scientific level, when you're being being hit, you're under under that sort of like high intensity sensation play. Like your your body is going through extreme endorphin rushes, extreme adrenaline rushes, and so your your brain chemistry is starting to um, alter, and so like you need a way to react to that, and so your body, in a lot of ways, especially if it if it is kind of understanding that this is a good thing, is going to laugh at it, is going to giggle, is going to smile at it because like you 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 know it's positive, but your body needs to react somehow to it. I completely agree. And I did email this poster. I did post uh, responses on the post and say, hey, this is totally, you know, not only is this normal, it's actually very common. It's a healthy way to, you know, express and process your pain. But what was really exciting is when I posted it on our FetLife group, I'll read some of the responses. Uh, Unger, uh, Unger's response to how he processes pain, dance, shapoopy. <laughs> Thank you, Unger. Um, Jellybean was like with impact play. And this was, I really enjoyed this. I think of myself as a frog in the pot. I start nice and relaxed and comfy. And with a good warm up, I get to the point where I start thinking, was that one harder than the last? Maybe it was. 
oh, I'm the frog in the pot, and then start <laughs> grinning and wondering how close to boiling to death I can get. That's awesome. Which I thought was a, an amazing <laughs> description. And a lot of people commented on that. Oh, the frog in the pot. Yeah, because it's like if you start with a warm-up, you kind of don't notice that it's increasing and increasing, but you definitely sense that there's intensity. So I thought that uh, Timid Fay, my reactions vary depending on the type of pain being inflicted. Sometimes I'll get the giggles. Other times I will cry. I try to focus on my breathing, which makes me uh, helps me take the pain for longer. Mm -hmm. uh, Lady Loki, I laugh between moans and groans. <laughs> uh -huh. And then, the of reaction. course. And then the frog in the pot, Jellybean, comes back and they're like, oh, yeah, laugh, laugh. I had an electro session that made me laugh so much that my stomach ached for days afterwards. So there's another one for laughing. Mm -hmm. Cactus Killdozer came in and literally I laugh like a maniac. I laugh <laughs> like I'm being mercilessly tickled. And it's just, you know, and she goes on to this whole giant description of how, uh, how she draws crowds with how much laughter, which I played with these types of people. It's amazing. Mm -hmm. And uh, then uh, Miss Metal comes in and depends on the type of pain for me. Cursing, dancing, trampling in place, which is real mm -hmm. common. Like the stomping of the foot, like a horse. Like right. they get hit and they're like, ah, 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 and then they, okay, give me a sec. And then I can go on. Right. Um, and then laughing comes when I'm nearing subspace. I can't stop laughing and giggling, which is the opposite of what you were talking about. Some people start laughing when they get into the subspace, when they start really getting high. I saw one scene at a dungeon once that literally made everyone like horror movie scared because this one uh, dominant is very popular in the lifestyle, teaches a lot of classes, is very well known for being very sadistic. And kind of a no limitsy kind of like he only plays with his girls and the every you know very intense. Mm -hmm. And he was doing knife play and cutting this girl who was tied up but facing us, um, which was not a horrible sight. Um, <laughs> and he you know did all these things with canes and everything, and then got to knife play. And this woman folded her head to the side kind of and then every time he cut her or hit her she just started going <laughs> like but it was like this creepy fucking exorcist laugh and oh, like perfect. her eyes just staring out like she was literally expelling demons into the room to feed on our fuck like everyone got scared like what the fuck dude it was amazing it was amazing, and her laugh was just this sinister, sinister laugh. Like, every time he cut her, which, as we know, when you cut someone or you hit someone that hurts, you usually say, ouch. Like, just no pain at that point. Just pure, maniacal laughter. It was amazing. Path Girl jumped in, and she said uh, she processes pain uh, listening to music and... Uh, and that mouthing the words along sometimes helps her uh, process and her pain. So it was just so many people came in. So out of the seven people that responded, five of them responded with laughing or giggling. Oh, yeah. So the so I sent that information to that poster and said, hey, you know what? 
don't feel bad. Seven, five out of the seven people that responded to this all have laughing. So don't feel like you're doing something wrong because you're goddamn well not. So now moving on to mm-hmm. the thing that that I know you and I can both talk about as the top. Right. It is very important to understand. I've heard this from many tops. I've heard this in classes from tops. When you don't know what your bottom's processing is for pain, if you're going to get into pain play and do impact or whatever you're going to do that's going to cause pain, it is very important to watch for those signs of how they process. If they stomp their feet, if they twist their hands, if they laugh, whatever. If you can get it during negotiation when you're asking them if they're experienced, hey, how do you process pain? That's a good question to ask because it's really important if that's their way to process, don't hinder that. Right. I definitely support the giggling. Um, we've talked about it before. Like, I, I definitely approach scenes from kind of the daddy dom, but also sadist perspective. And so I'm, I'm definitely not going to um, subdue any sort of reaction to uh the to the to the play that we're having especially if it's positive um for for newer players i I will definitely check in to like see what reactions mean because sometimes um people like will grunt and that's a bad grunt and so you got to learn what what which which noises mean what um but for the most part i i thoroughly enjoy um seeing what toys cause different reactions because like uh one of our one of our fans on the, on the Fat Life page mentioned that's like different toys are going to cause different reactions. Like I, I can get a giggle from something sharp, like one of my lollipop beaters, but a paddle is going to make them moan. It might, it's going to make them like, it's, it's a deeper connection, a deeper mm. uh, feeling. And so that's also something that the Redditor, but also other people can try is like, see what different toys do and with, um, do with your emotions, do with your, um, see what they how they change your reactions. Uh, I think it's really really interesting. Um, like as as when I have bottomed, I haven't bottomed for sensation play, impact play a lot, but I I have found myself giggling a little bit. Mostly it's just kind of being quiet and absorbing the pain and kind of trying to figure out if I like it or not. Mm-hmm. Um, but I I have I have found my body like reacting to giggles, being like, oh that hurts, oh that's interesting, oh that's weird. Um, cause like I've gotten tattoos before and that, that is my reaction when, um, when I'm like after the fact and like the goosebumps happen underneath the tattoos and it hurts and you're just like, Oh, <laughs> I did that to myself. That's fantastic. <laughs> that was a uh, choice that, yeah, that, that was a choice I made. Um, and it, 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 I, I've gotten, uh, like four tattoos at this point. And every time it happens, I'm just like, Oh yeah, I did that. That's, that's delightful. So I, I think laughter, I, 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 I don't think that, a natural reaction as a bad reaction. Um, it's just for for newer people. It's just figuring out if um, if their their partners are good with that. If you, if you're a partner, if you're a top that doesn't do well with be with the laughter, uh, that's maybe something you need to work on for yourself, or just play with people who don't giggle when you hit them. And yes, and so and back to the the as the top allowing that to process. There are times when you want a more serious scene or whatever. And then you would talk about that with your partner. Like, especially if it was a laughter or you wanted to do a more restrictive bondage type of scene where they're not going to have the ability to stomp their foot or twist their hand. 
or whatever their pain processing reaction is. And that's something you should find uh, an alternative method for your bottom to process if that's possible. But also understand that if that is their go-to, if they need to twist their hands or scream fuck or laugh or whatever, then like you said, that's just how they process and they're not going to have a good time. So if it's not a challenge scene where you're like, I'm going to stop, I'm going to intentionally stop you from processing to see what, where we go with that and what level of challenge we can get. In general, I would never try to alter that processing because that that's how your brain works through to get you to the next level. Mm-hmm. And if you don't allow that to happen, then you keep it in that one kind of stress place. Right. And unless and, and, that's and unless that's your intention, and if that's your mm-hmm. intention, but you really should talk about that with the bottom before you're going to push that boundary. Well, yeah, and on the vanilla side of it, like if you're doing a a super aggressive like workout or you're doing a super aggressive um, like physic physically enduring activity, like a lot of time people will laugh, they will grunt, they will have very natural reactions to pushing their body and their their uh, brain chemistry, their body chemistry to the nth degree. And it's it's a natural occurrence. A lot of people say that that sort of reaction is actually incredibly healthy. It helps your body do more. And so, it, like you said, like if you're if you're trying to put the the stop on that sort of reaction, you, you might be actually doing damage to that person's psyche, if not body. Yeah. When I work out really heavy, my reaction of a processing reaction is to quit and to not work out. <laughs> so I stop and then that's how I process and I stay fat. That's mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. that. That's what works for me. Um, it may not work for you, but definitely quitting saying, fuck this. So I am the king of like, uh, you know, 12 to 20 minute workouts. Enigma, this was a fun topic and an important topic, because if you don't know about processing and the what a brain has to go through to get to the next level or help you adapt to and deal with it, then uh, you can have a lot of not fun. So uh, I'm really Mm -hmm. grateful to that poster I hopefully they see the responses. There's always good responses on Reddit, so I don't feel too bad that they're not going to hear the show. But just fantastic, fantastic. How do people get a hold of us? If they need to get a hold of us, Enigma. Well, they can find us on Instagram at Perverted Podcast. They can find us on Twitter at Perverted Pcast, and they can find us on FetLife. There's both a group and a page. Just search Perverted Podcast. <laughs> Thank you for joining us. If you have any questions, comments, or topics you'd love for us to cover, please reach out to us at pervertedpodcast at gmail.com or find us on TikTok or Instagram under the name Perverted Podcast. And on FetLife, there's both a group and a page. You can help support us for free, yes, for free, by hitting that like and subscribe button on whatever app you're listening to us on. It really does help promote the show on podcast platforms and help other kinky people like you find us. And if you'd like to support us a little bit more, you really do, you really, really, really want to do, please uh, sign up at patreon.com slash perverted podcast for our five bucks if you give a fuck level. 
you get the show a few days early, our bonus half a pee episode that we just did a little while back, all those wonderful comments from our other patrons, and a lot of other behind-the-scenes goodies as well. And always love and lots of smushy kisses to all our patrons around the world. Your support means the world to us. Thank you so much, everyone, and so much. It is so exciting when people get involved and we have people jumping into conversations. It really does add, because even though Path Girl and I are very wise, very wise, very noble, very knowledgeable, we are just two fucking opinions. And uh, it takes a lot of opinions for a lot of different people to figure out their own path. So the more that we all get involved in this show together the more opportunities we have to do things in a way that make us and our partners happy and that we make a good representation of this lifestyle to the rest of the fucking world that needs to know about being goddamn kinky. So until then, my loves, our wonder sluts, we will see you on the next episode. I'm not very dead, but I don't feel very sexy. I'm not dumb, but simple things still perplex me. They can't talk to my face, but they keep texting. And it wrecks me. They have vexed me. I'm paranoid this rock is out to get me. Earthing's hard, I think I need a nap. Things hard, I think I need a nap. I'm not very dead, but my skills are quite archaic. My random pieces might not fit your mosaic. Your tech is bigger, but it can't break down the basics. Eyes are wasted. Debates are baseless. No longer strive to find homeostasis. Earthing's hard, I think I'll take a bath. Earthing's hard, I think I'll take a bath. Celebrating My story causes No one salivating Earthing's hard At least I've had a laugh Earthing's hard At least I've had a laugh